0: First World Problems is now part of the Punk News Podcast Network, where you can check out other shows like the Punk News Podcast and Wizard's Beard. Visit punknews.org for those shows and many more, as well as all the latest news, new releases, and reviews of all your favorite fans. Check it out.
1: Hello. Welcome to a very special First World Problems, episode number 20.
0: This is very cute. Everyone I felt like has stopped listening. I felt like I felt like that was like a fireside chat. Like you were President Roosevelt, yes, addressing the nation.
1: We've gone to war.
0: Well, That's all can, I got. You can introduce yourself.
1: I'm your host, Scott Mike <laughs> Arnold.
0: Wow, full name now. Joey and Ray. Well, he wouldn't even say his last name. Joey
1: and Ray have since been terminated from the podcast.
0: Then who are? How are these other voices appearing? These are, these are my
1: guests. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a solo show from here on out Yes <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Ray Harkins and, and Scott did a perfect job on handing off the mic I'm Joey okay <laughs> And Scott, why is this a very special episode? Please please enlighten the masses
1: um, It's number 20 Correct Which is a number that is divisible by both 5 and 4 one and, and, ra- and 2
0: It's round in nature 1 and, and 20 one. There you go <laughs> It's, and two
1: and ten. Um it's not as significant as episode ten or episode hundred or episode fifty. We'll get there. But though. it's a milestone for us, and we wanted to celebrate with a an opportunity for you, the listener, to get to know us a little more.
0: Because we've never you know, you've people that have been with us since episode one, which yeah, there's maybe like fifteen of you. Yeah. Maybe twenty. But hey, uh, Eugene. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's one. He's listened to each one twice. <laughs> when we were on our break, yes. Uh, everyone collectively went in the archives and said they missed us. Or just stopped listening in general. Uh, could be the case. And they've never come back. Where's my phone? Um, so yeah, we are going to uh, get you, like Scott said, the listener, can get to know us a little bit better. We're actually going to interview each other, uh, even though all of us Collectively, I was trying to think, Joey, I've known you for 11
2: like, years. I was about to say, it's I over said, 10 years. started Bionic in 2000. Yeah. Just, I mean, that doesn't, You know, I don't think we really.
0: Probably 2001, right? When, Is when,
2: well, you moved into the house in 2001 in Long Beach.
0: Right. So that's, so yeah. Sometime that, in 2001. I signify that. And Scott, how long have we known each other? It was, it was like 2003, I want to say.
1: 2004, 2005. Oh, okay. It was after high school.
0: Okay. So even though all of us have known, and then Scott and Joey have known each other shortly after that, like 2004. We had a two to three year hiatus. Though. Yes. That's right. Yeah. There was... I don't know why. I know. Why did you? You guys just didn't talk.
2: Uh, Scott got my last nerve, so I just had to.
0: Did you really? No. Okay. Just lost touch. It happens. It happens to the best of us. But we're back. I know. Cue uh,
1: good riddance by Green Day. <laughs>
0: But Scott, we did have the times of our lives.
1: Yeah,
2: we did.
0: At, at, at Abacus. We'll get to that later. Oh, yes. Great, great segue. Great foreshadowing. So, but yeah. first, we have some quick hits for you. We do. No, oh, we don't. Hold on. I know. We, we, well, we will. Scott, hit us up. I have a
1: HBO sports documentary.
0: You love HBO sports documentaries.
1: I don't know if this was already a quick hit, but oh. it was McEnroe... Bjork, the tennis documentary. Okay. And I watched this probably a month ago. So it was a perfect lead into um the US Open. Which Joey knows is what I
2: primarily watched. Scott who never watches T V here. We called me can you record the US Open?
0: You also streamed a lot of uh the event from your uh computer as well, right? I did, yeah. So what the documentary? What's compelling
1: was. about the documentary? Yeah. So John McEnroe, are you familiar? He, he's a little guy, he's fiery, He's from New York, got an attitude. He oh, was: He's
2: the guy from uh, Mr. Deed's. familiar.: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: forgot that he was.:
1: <laughs> He came up, I think when he was like 18 or 19, the king of tennis was this Swedish guy, Swedish I think Swedish, named Bjorn Borg. right. And he he was like a Gap model-esque physique. He had long blonde hair, always nice to everybody, et cetera, et cetera. Um, McEnroe came up and started beating him. And they had these great matches, blah, 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 blah. And it was just dichotomy of these two personalities was great, blah, 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 blah. Because
0: McEnroe was an ugly white guy. Hey, hey. Well, we don't, w-
1: we don't judge on this podcast. That's true.
0: He, was, he wasn't uh, model-esque. Right. And he,
1: he was disruptive in the tennis world because he yelled at refs. And... Oh, he yelled at refs.
2: That was always fun. Of... Is he the new Serena Williams? I don't know the time frame of tennis. Uh, no, this is in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, I was just kidding. But he was around in the 70s. I thought it was the 80s.
1: Late 70s, early 80s. Well, I'm
2: going to Google this right now. So. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Anyway, watch it. It's awesome. It's really good. Anyway,
0: good quick hit. Most a, most HBO documentaries on the sports front tend to be pretty awesome. Agreed. I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen a bad HBO documentary. I can't. I can't reflect on one.
1: I didn't like the Spike Lee. Like the Spike Lee. Spike. Yeah, Spike Lee. I get Spike Lee and Spike Jones mixed up.
2: He would say that you were racist. Wait, <laughs> Spike,
1: like Spike? No, there was a he, documentary he did through HBO, When the Levees Break or Broke.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a break. Not a fan. Why
1: would you live so close to the water? You <laughs> live below the water in a hurricane zone.
0: Hopefully our listeners... In Hate Louis- mail can go directly <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, just tweet at Scott Arnold, any of our Louisiana listeners.
2: Mike Wicket is a music video... Uh, by the band Trash Talk, oh, yeah. for the song "Awake," uh, it's on their new seven-inch coming out on True Panther. Uh, but it's just pretty much just a kid skateboarding through L.A., destroying things, causing ruckus. Yeah, jumping on cars, jumping in pools, throwing yeah, throwing Molotov cocktails. Um, it's really cool.
0: I enjoyed it. Did you see their updated website yesterday, or they released it earlier this week? I mean, they just—it's basically they just converted to like Tumblr. There's, I can't recall a band that's given less fucks than Trash Talk in forever. Yeah. Like, they, you know, blatantly posting pictures of themselves, like, you know, just smoking weed, like, huge bong, (laughs) and it's just like, I mean, granted, I understand, like, you know, it's not like they can get in trouble for that, but I just see that, and it's like, holy shit, like, you could, you don't care at all in any way, shape, or form as far as the way that people perceive you, it's just like, no, and that's obviously part of the charm of why people like Trash Talk, but.
1: You don't need a quote-unquote personal brand, Ray. I like they that that are, are their personal. I Ray. like
0: that they uh, went to Tumblr.
2: I remember when somebody here in uh, this room was gonna change my website to be more like Tumblr or be just go through Tumblr. But
0: oh yeah, that's yet to happen. Well, it's so why? When are you gonna get to that, Ray? I know. I'm sorry. I'll probably I can I can port it. Okay, I Thank can you. port it where yeah. it will point. Thank you, you, Ray. You're welcome.
2: If
1: you want, if you want to dish this out, we can dish this out.
2: I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Scott. I was talking to Rick.
0: Okay. Obviously, I didn't. I was talking about Scott. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, okay. I pre-ordered the Trash Talk seven inch, and I didn't enjoy the fact that I spent nine dollars on the seven inch because it was six bucks plus like three bucks shipping. Three bucks shipping is about. I know, but still. So like, I think no. I bought
2: two, so I think oh. yeah, I ended up being. I think I
0: paid the same for shipping. It was like fifteen. Re- you felt like you got a deal. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just I, I didn't find anything else. I was like, well, whatever. I just did this. Um,
1: it's a cool label. They have good stuff.
0: I know. It's a subsidiary of Matador. Yeah. yeah I just saw that in the PayPal. Yeah. Like... I was like, oh crap! Matador owns them. Yeah. I'm excited to see what. I mean, I don't know where this band is going to be able to go like in the future. Like, or they're just content of being where they're yeah, at. Another. Actually, I won't say because I
2: don't know if they announced. Never mind. They're going on a cool tour that's kind of weird.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, My Morning Jacket.
0: Yeah, they're oh, they're headlining for Over My Morning Jacket. Well, Yeah. But you, do you see them going in the route of, you know, obviously, like, fucked up and ceremony and, like, just yeah. trying to make that transition? Yeah. But I think, yeah.
2: But I think they'll still do...
0: The core tours? Yeah. 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 That's where the money is, right? Oh, yeah. So much money in hardcore. Well, you could say... You can only sell so many t-shirts to hipsters, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to look at you, Scott. <laughs> he's the hipster of the bunch.
1: <laughs> Joy lives off these t-shirts.
0: That's true. <clears throat> um, my quick hit is two things. They're, and they're totally, completely unrelated to one another. One is an app, which I know Scott's excited about because he's usually the one that recommends technology pieces. Uh, and I think all three of us have it on our phone
1: waiting to download go
0: called genius scan
1: yes 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 i know all of
0: us have it it's uh for anyone that deals with any paperwork professionally personally etc cetera, etc cetera, uh it's awesome you just take a picture of it it basically acts as a portable scanner and you know i know most people don't have a scanner in their house or don't want to spend you know 100 bucks on a scanner so it's a very easy way to get paperwork around I know I used it recently a lot because I was refinancing my house and doing a lot of stupid adult shit and sending stupid stuff over to them, and it made my life a lot easier rather than like running to Kinkos and stuff. So Genius Scan, I wish that they gave us free. Co- well, it's only it's two bucks, maybe, yeah. yeah. So it's worth every penny. I have, we're having I have, a, I have another quick hit. We're having a <laughs> my war. My two dogs are uh, playing under the table <laughs> and it's
2: getting rather rambunctious.
0: Yes, so if there's any background dog noise, you'll have to deal with it, because that's what our podcast is all about, random dog noise in the background. Yes. And then the other quick hit is a uh, is a blog I've been following for a long time uh, called Quarry Girl. It's like Q-U-A. Quarry Girl? Quarry Girl. G-G. I know. Uh, basically, it's a...
1: <laughs> She's in <laughs> mines, naked.
0: Yeah. It, yeah, it's just basically spelunking pornography. No. Oh Splunking You know cave diving
1: I've never heard that
0: you never heard, you've never spelunking? heard spelunking?
1: No please what are you, Fill me in Can't even say what are You,
0: are you, you, you really have it you no. never Oh spelunking. Yeah that's what You know when people Put the hard hat on It has a light on it Yeah They take You know they Take a rope down to Did you ever see the movie The Descent No What else can I reference There used to be um,
2: <laughs> What's that Walter Herzog What's that The guy that makes Those documentaries That's got Warner movie, Herzog the, Yes. He made one about like the what, spelunking. The, no,
0: it was like the largest cave. <laughs> okay, oh. I get
1: it. So is it the, the idea you go down in a cave and you yeah. get
0: it Yeah, that's basically you know going into the earth's core. That's spelunking and exploring while you're down there. So um, anyways, but all those things that I reference, it's not spelunking pornography. It's actually a vegan blog that <laughs> this, uh, this girl – I, I know, spelunking. sorry. Basically she goes around uh all of Los Angeles and just like reviews places oh, of and um just kinda tells you what to get at these places and it's just a very helpful tool for anybody that's interested in like, you know, vegan is this, veg stuff. Is this
2: the one where no one knows who it is? Yep. Okay. She she keeps her identity secret.
0: She's like Superman
2: or Super Girl, I guess. Yes.
0: It is she does it's obviously a quarry girl, so she does it could be throwing everyone off. That's true. It Um, could be you, Ray. It could be me. This could be a self recommendation. (laughs) Um, Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm I am good at self promotion. Um, But I do have my hype man here, so he usually takes care of that for me.
2: (laughs) Sort of a band called Thrice. Ray at one point sang on stage with Thrice when he was in the band Taken. What band? What band? What? What was Ray? Uh, Taken, maybe you've heard of him, Uh, at the show at the Hollywood Palladium on Halloween, Ray fell off the stage, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) It was was only in front of like 3,000 people. No one (laughs) saw it, except uh, for everyone saw it. And I was hoping that
0: no one did see it. Everyone did. Yeah.
2: It was honestly
0: one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was very funny walking back to Joey and seeing his face of... he, it was concern mixed with humor. No, there was no concern. There was no
2: concern. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> I was trying to make you sympathetic when in some I s- way, shape, or form. Uh, no, no.
2: When I saw you walking, I knew you were okay. <laughs> Got it.
0: Um, so, yeah, good blog. Recommends great food. What are you chewing on? Sorry. It's okay.
1: Ray, since this is an yes. open podcast.
0: This is. What
1: did you eat yesterday?
0: Uh, I ate at a place called Tony's Darts. It's a uh, pub in the Burbank area. I just got something so to go because I was well. Yeah, if you like beer, then you go there. But they have a very extensive vegan menu, and I had a easily the best vegan chili, chili the best vegan cheese steak I've ever had. Even better than like Govinda's. Capriottis? And, yeah, it's it was honestly wow. incredible. They use this stuff called field roast, which I've never had before. But where is it? It's up in Burbank, um, like well, not too far from like where all like you know the Warner offices are and stuff like that. It's, so, I highly recommend that place as well. But yeah, that blog and that the only reason I knew about it was because of that blog, and then you know other people have spoken about it. But that was kind of the usually I hear about it first from the blog that blog, and then kind of you know ask around if other people have had it, and it kind of goes from there. So anyone that's interested in good cuisine, check that out. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Ray. Of course, my pleasure. Thanks.
1: Now now this is the awkward part of the podcast because we've never done this before. Yeah, Ray, Ray, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your childhood. (laughs) (laughs) How how old are you right now? Do
0: does this say you want to start things? November
1: first, nineteen eighty.
0: November first is wrong. October first is correct. Ah, Someone's got a birthday coming. I know, I do.
1: Ray, yes. What do you want for your birthday?
0: Ooh, uh, we're getting deep here. Folks. We're we're going. You guys are going to be invited. We'll probably do laser tag. That's what I feel like doing this year. So
1: I don't think laser tag matches up to the bounce place.
0: Laser tag's pretty awesome if you played it recently. You Scott being as massive as he is, he's going to be an easy target. But I don't play in the dark. He what? Well, well, how would you play laser tag in the light? I don't know exactly. So. Uh, but I appreciate you getting at least the right. Where data is there right. still laser tag? There's some in Mission Viejo that are like right I live in. Los I understand. Angeles. I understand. Just I, Skype us in. <laughs> you got I'll just set up phones in the corner.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, and then you guys, later. you
0: guys can wear the vests. Yeah, that people can shoot you I have from one. that. Oh, you have your own custom made vest. Yeah. I think they have one in Fullerton too. But well, if you that's worse. That's worse. I well, yeah. I'm sorry. Why
2: is that worse? It's closer. It, yeah, but have you ever driven there? Yeah, Fullerton's 91. Paid. Yeah. Oh, that, that freeway is always great. You have to take the 105, which will suck. The 91 sucks. The 605 will be okay. The 5 will be terrible.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's most of Los Angeles. Yeah. It's freeways in general. The 405. Yeah, I can I think, tell, I can a, tell, I think it gets a bad rap. I, I can tell you from this morning. It was really fun. But <laughs> you were going the wrong way. Yeah. I know. Sorry. It's fine going the other way. It was your idea to start this at 9 a.m., Ray. I know it's true. I was sleeping. You gotta start things off right. Um, you also
1: have a child.
0: I understand. One he's two. being he's, be, he's being well taken care of.
1: No, I'm trying to. Oh that oh, that sec. was that was my segue.
0: Damn it, that was a great failed. I think Scott could probably be one of the best interviewers he's of like all Walter time. Walter Cronkite. No. <laughs> Did he do interview? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that again? Walter Cronkite. Okay, there you go. You he's just new- it sounded Cronkite. weird. Yeah, it sounded weird. Yeah, Scott is this generation's Walter Cronkite or Barbara Walters or Tom Brokaw. Or Brian Williams.
1: Tom, Tom Brokaw. He's not as cool as Brian Williams. Bri- one of those guys they didn't go to high school.
0: Which uh, one was it? I don't know. Brian Williams is amazing, though. If there were people, I always try to put people in a room that I want to hang out with. And Brian Williams is on the list. Ira Glass is on the list. Louis C.K. is on the list. And there was someone else, but I can't remember who. I think it was a female that I just wanted to hang out with. I like Brian Williams. He's hilarious. You know, he's. NBC has repeatedly asked him or offered him positions in, like, the comedy world. You know, like, oh, to really? be, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like, certain, whatever. If, you know, there's an absence in a sitcom or something like that, where it's like, you know, they offered him, like, a character. But he's, he's a newsman. Exactly. And that's why he's never. He's only done. Did he do Saturday Night Live before? I don't know if he hosted. I think he's maybe been on. He's on 30 Rock all the time, too. But. I don't
1: like when they. It seems like they rotate all the news people in through like Dateline and yeah. like twenty twenty.
0: That's and that's the that's like the, the junior league. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It bums me out. Why? It takes like, away their like legitimacy.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they gotta get their chops somewhere. I know. Well maybe you need to get your chops. <clears throat> this is a perfect practice for Scott. Hello. <laughs> I would not use that voice.
1: Breaking news out of Huntington Beach. <laughs> Tsunami.
0: I don't I don't I don't see this being your career. Okay. Scott, do you want me to turn the tables on you?
1: No. We have we have probably like 18 more minutes to go. What do you mean? How much time do we have?
0: We're at 20 minutes now.
1: All right. We have a long time to go. Yeah, we're fine. We're totally fine. I haven't poked and prodded. Okay, enough.
0: poke and prod however you like. Joey,
1: please help. Ray, tell me what it's like becoming
2: a father. He's crying
0: already, Scott. I know. God damn I, it. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't do this at the top of the episode. I've got my allergies and they are bothering me, so if I sound much... More we, strange than usual. We
1: will be sure to clarify if there are tears running down your face. Yes. No, I know. I, 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 Which is my goal in the next 10 minutes. You are
0: like Barbara Walters. That's, and that's fine. If you make me cry, I'll be pretty impressed. Because I don't think I would cry in a non-emotional state. Because you hate your child? <laughs> I wish you didn't bring that up. Um, it's... Uh, I mean it's it's an unreal experience. It obviously changes you in ways that you don't expect to be changed. And I mean like What I, ways are those? Well, I feel that I don't I haven't changed like as a person. Like my outlook on life hasn't changed because obviously <laughs> I'm a very positive person to begin with. Um so I don't think like, you know, I know a lot of people or I've other perspectives where it's like they never really felt the capacity to like love or exp- you know feel loved in return i've never uh i've never had that i've never was concerned about that so um that really hasn't changed my perspective um but just the idea of watching this little guy grow up and like experience the world and how we all were like that at some point that's like the most mind-blowing thing to me where it's all like, of us i know where he's just like he's he's learning the world and i will obviously be helping him through that like that to me and i don't feel like this overwhelming weight on me it's just like exciting it's like every step of the way that he you know learns something it's like oh i helped him do that or whatever follow up question regarding your yes, child please
2: what will you do if when he grows up he is an asshole
0: i love the hypotheticals i, I mean you can't
2: what i disagree let, let, yeah. let me change my question okay Will you beat your child? Will you, will you, uh... Will like,
0: you... beat, like, what severity?
2: Uh, any like severity. Sp- well, okay. Any physical. physical... Spank.
0: Spank- spanking, I don't have a problem with. Will you
2: slap him in the face?
0: Uh, no. But, no, I, well, were you guys spanked?
2: Yeah, I was born in the 80s. Right. I was,
1: too. I have a vivid memory of being hit with a belt, too.
0: I was never, I was, I was never, never belted. Belt. My
1: parents, they don't, they say it didn't happen, but...
0: Really? <clears throat> were you, were you beat by an uncle? <laughs>
1: At the Orange County Fair.
0: Really? (laughs) No. Scott, we'll get to that. We'll get to that (laughs) later. Interesting. But yeah, and I also, like, the biggest thing that I always think of is, like, you know, what will the kid turn out to be? But then I've just resigned the fact that it's like, okay, like, clearly it's out of my control. All I can do is point him in the Why is it out of your control? Because, I mean, he's going to be who he's going to be regardless. I'm going to point him in certain directions and, like.
1: Nature or nurture, Ray? You well, decide.
0: Well, I mean, I'm obviously I'm going to try. I'm not just going to be like, "All right, figure it out, dude." Like, like I said, I'll point him in the right direction. The Sounds that like. I'd At what age
2: will you give him destroy the machines? Uh,
0: he's well, he's already listened to a lot of uh, metalcore. He likes to play drums uh, via just like you know sitting in front of the computer, and I play drums with him. Double he's, bass. Yeah, he's done that. Okay. He, he really likes Unearth. He seems to really uh, enjoy cool. that. So, uh, so yeah, and I think he yeah he has listened to Firestorm. So. But I know that's not destroy the machines. So it's Firestone, that's a good place to start. So, yeah.
1: If there were four pillars of,
0: oh, I'm already scared of this question.
1: I, I have to phrase it properly. I can't. Four okay. cornerstones. Yeah. Of, if There are four cornerstones of like values that you want to instill on in this child. Okay. What are they?
0: Um. Well, we are
1: nothing broad. They need to be
0: specific. No, no. I know. Um. I mean, respect for I guess life in general. You know. As far as, you know, humans, animals, that type of stuff. Because we are raising him vegetarian, but when he comes of an age where he can sort of request his own food, we will obviously... Like, if he's like, I want McDonald's, it's like, okay. Like, you can have that. I mean, know, you know, where it comes from, et cetera, et cetera. Show videos of puppies being mutilated. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll show him the most brutal stuff, like, yeah. when he's six or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's probably one. Um, and then, obviously, respect for all other humans and understand that you know putting yourself in front of other people isn't always the best solution
1: okay that's pillar one
0: and that's that's pillar one um I, we will be raising him in some sort of uh, you know religious atmosphere uh w- whether that's like a specific you know like lutheran or christian or whatever that's like we don't really care about that just the idea of of religion and the fact there is you know a supreme being as it were You're um, gonna drag him to church no i i mean we will like we'll take him to it but it's definitely not one of those things that every sunday we'll be dragging him like out of habit just because he needs to get this experience um so yeah there's that um
1: let me tell you a little something about that my parents dragged me to church
2: for a few years yeah look where that got me i know
0: well i was raised
2: catholic look where that got me
0: i know you guys are heathens we are heathens what you were, were you, you in the Catholic church as well, Scott?
1: No. Uh, it was like, now it's almost a mega church. It's one of, it's like
0: the second biggest church in Orange County. Is it Saddleback or is no. it Mariners?
1: Mariners, but it was before
0: Mariners. I went to elementary school at Mariners, like right when it began Oh uh, okay. and it was really like right when it was located in Newport on like Bison and like, it's called Liberty Christian now, but.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. My I, two churches merged and right. mine was the other church. Oh, Okay. I went there to like fifth grade.
0: Well, that's in that experience, sang
1: crappy
2: songs.
0: And yeah. Well, that experience of a uh, got it. At what point did you stop seeing the light? Uh, Sixteen. Was it basically just like you started telling your parents, "I don't want to go to church. I don't believe in this"? Or no,
1: no, you? my parent. So that like, I don't know exactly what happened, but <clears throat> um, at some point the church started like. I don't know because I wasn't there, but they were, like, telling political point of views and, like, this, blah, blah, blah,
0: and my parents were like...
1: Did it become a Catholic church? Done.
0: Uh, No. Oh, so your parents stepped out, and in turn, you stepped out because of that? Yeah. Like, it was kind of a group effort? Yeah.
1: (laughs) My dad was always a heathen. Like, he...
0: He hated doing that? He hated
1: going. Got it. I think my mom still thanks the light.
0: Okay. Collectively thanks the light? Yeah, but I don't know. That's interesting, though. I didn't know your journey. When did you stop? When I was seventeen. Okay. Wow. Did
1: you get um, what's it called in Catholic Church commenced?
2: Uh, confirmation. Confirmation. Oh yeah, I went through it all. Wow.
1: So you did all the classes and
2: CCD. But
0: didn't yeah? It weren't. Do you get at what age do you get confirmed in the Catholic Church? I can't remember. Jen did it. Fifteen. Because I'm confirmed in like the Lutheran Church, and we like we did that in junior high, so it's like eighth I grade. I, was either
2: eighth? Or, I honestly don't remember. The time in my life I don't really remember.
0: Don't look you, back too fondly on. Oh, really? Yeah. Just because there was a lot of stuff happening?
1: Well, he was busy fielding, like, movie offers. And- <laughs> well, no. No, no, no,
0: <laughs> I, I'd retired at that point. So. Conflict yeah. of Hollywood and the
1: church was just too much for a young mind.
0: No, I understand. Because they were trying to bring him into Scientology. <laughs> yeah. And you were, and you're, like, you I, didn't know what to do. No, I was just, I was torn between, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> um... I don't have other pillars, but that's kind of the, I mean, just because I am straight edge and don't believe in, you know, drinking and drugs and stuff like that, obviously we'll raise him like that. But I mean, that's, he'll become a,
1: wait, I have a question for you. Yeah. Real life question. Not even hypothetical.
0: Oh, IRL.
1: Yeah. Well, kind of hypothetical. Okay. If, if he's Um, 19 uh, and in college, yeah. Is it okay if he drinks in your mind?
0: Honestly, to me, that's like the most terrifying prospect where it's like, I really, you know, I want to tread lightly on that, but I want to make sure that he understands that it's an important part. And, you know, it's an important part of our lives and it should be an important part of his life that he should be present for it. It's the opposite kind of rebellion. Like, my parents don't drink. So. And that's honestly what I'm thinking where it's like, it, it, it just because of that, it's like, it's not like, you know, obviously, well, I'm speaking for my perspective it's not like my parents were luscious and i was like oh fuck this i need to go the opposite direction except when your mom was pregnant it, yeah my mom did drink up until about five and a half months of me pregnant it explains a lot i know this explains why i have allergies why i have asthma i blame her for all of it cross-eyed because... ugly <laughs> exactly all the above obese for those i haven't seen ray is what four, yeah 450 right and i'm five four yeah did you but it's like a meatball. Did your parent your your parents didn't weren't really drinkers, Joey, were they? I mean I mean like they did they socially drink or did you ever feel yeah. like they had like issues? a problem? No. Yeah. No.
2: I think they both smoked, but I don't know when I think they quit when my mom got pregnant, but we'll, I don't know how far in. Yeah. I blame them for my allergies also. That, my mom, the fact that I'm currently wearing glasses.
0: My mom smoked up until she was I, basically when she felt me kick. That's when she quit stuff. Thanks mom. I know. That's what I say. But yeah, I, if there was one thing that I could identify that I'm most scared of about the kid is definitely that world of drugs and alcohol and where that could potentially take you just because it's off, like, I was driving by a billboard in LA. I, mean, I think they're all over the place Um, it's, like, for HIV testing, but they have, like, cocaine and, like, alcohol, like, on the billboard, and it says, play too hard, like, get tested, and it's, like, our society has come to the point where they consider that, like, playing. Like, oh, dude, I did too many bumps, and, like, you know, I (laughs) fucked a girl with, uh, you know, fucked a guy, or whatever the case may be. I fucked somebody without protecting myself, and I may have HIV now, and it's, like, that, like, that's play. Just that word on that billboard was, like, Oh, like, oh, that's so sickening that that is like that. But, anyways, I'll get off my soapbox. But that's the one I'm most scared of, Scott.
1: What career are you going to push this child into? Not push him into, but hoping. I just. This... Yes.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't have. Just because I've, I guess, I've always enjoyed, like, the work that I've done, I don't have these, like, hopes of, like, oh, man, I hope he becomes, like, I really wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. I just. Whatever he chooses, I just want him to care about it, you know, Um, because ultimately I think that's what everybody should figure out for themselves is what they care about and try how they can make money out of that. Um, So, yeah, I don't really, I mean, if he, it'd be awesome if he, you know, for whatever reason was interested in teaching, you know, because that has been a profession throughout my family's life that's been pretty important. And I think, you know, that's an insanely important aspect of our culture that gets underappreciated it's gonna be a
1: bummer when he's 35 living at home well we don't value our teachers in this country i know it's true little ray we're going to a financial school yeah. he's gonna be a banker
0: <laughs> that's true you you have as much impact on his life scott as i do true by every night him.
2: we we text <laughs> that's good he's like the e-trade baby yeah
0: people people have said that about the way that he looks uh, ray I have another serious question regarding your
2: child please when uh it was first found out that you were going to be having a child, yes. we had decided that the name of the baby was going to be Joseph Scott yet you did not follow through on that. Can I ask why
0: I know it it after much deliberation the uh the name Joseph Scott didn't resonate as much as Raymond Edward harkins the fourth mm, disagree I, I I know i I, mean, I could understand for personal reasons why you would disagree, <laughs> but uh yeah, we just decided to yeah and I apologize for letting both of you down but well,
1: did you feel obligated to do the Raymond Edward Harkin support so thing?
0: Um, no, initially
2: oh. pulling Scott. I'm
0: sorry. Uh, well, yeah. Cause Emma was uh, getting into some tissues here. It's My girl. Um, no, I wasn't originally, uh, that wasn't even, that didn't even enter my mind. I was like, all right, the name is going to die with me. Cause I only wanted one. Kid. You already had the domain name now. So you're like, I did not have the domain name. Oh. I know I didn't register that. Um, up until maybe a year ago, okay. But uh, when my father passed away, uh, November of two thousand nine, that was like I never got to meet Raymond Edward Harkins the first because he died like maybe a month after or no, a month or two before I was born.
1: Your great grandfather?
0: That would no, you're no, that'd be my grandfather. grandfather. Okay, yeah. you're the third. I am the third. Got it. So uh, because I never got to meet him, and then now because my son doesn't get to meet his grandfather, like the the second. Um, that really, really hit me hard. And it kind of, I just remember Kate and I were in, um, Vegas, like my dad's funeral was the following day and we were sitting at an olive garden and then we just, it was like the most natural conversation where I was like, I I really think that I want, like we should, we should have a kid. Like, what are we waiting for? And I would really like to name him the fourth. And like, it was just one of those things like out of death came life as like cliched and weird and cheesy as it sounds um but i just remember that conversation and it was like so yeah that makes sense so i didn't feel obligated but i didn't initially care about it that much until he passed away sorry it's pretty serious i know it just got deep yeah
1: i'm trying to get him to cry <sighs> i know that's funny because my dad would have been the fourth oh shit he's the he's third a, he's the third? No, my dad would have been the fourth, but his dad, so my grandfather. Oh, Oh, okay. He was like, Fuck this. I'm gonna name him (sighs) Phil, but with a different middle name language, Scott. Just to
0: Really? To his dad. Society. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I didn't I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Then I think my dad didn't get along with his dad, so he's like, not even Phil.
0: Yeah. Just Scott. Well then are you happy that you have a good relationship with your dad then? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did he No, it's gonna be Philip Scott.
0: That's that's gonna my be my kid? Okay, Philip Scott. Your hypothetical kid. Thanks, Scott. Scott Philip. Left out again. Philip <laughs> <Phillip>, Scott Joseph. <laughs> two, two middle names. Yeah. <laughs> no, just a first name. no um, <laughs> first name. Do you, do you want to have kids, Joey? Uh, yeah, I mean, as a hypothetical, like removing your current situation, like I wouldn't be opposed. But you're I'm not chomping at the bit, right? Anytime soon.
1: I should qualify that statement. I don't want to have children till the late thirties, forties. Really? Adopt an African <coughs> baby. Maybe
0: do you want, so I mean, know
1: Gerard
2: I have a biological you're child. You're
0: not, you're not concerned with you being an old dad. Nah. No. you don't care. But yeah. I mean, well, I mean,
2: it, you know, according to parks and recreation, which is obviously fat based on fact. Yes. Um, there's someone living today who's going to live to be 150.
0: It's so true. Life expectancy. Why, why can't longer? Be one of us? It's very true. You know, it's very true. So yeah.
2: if, you, if you get a
0: 40. Plenty of years. Yeah. You'll still be spry and your body will exactly. be uh, decayed beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so thirties is kind of young these days to have a child.
0: Yeah. Well, especially in like the Los Angeles area or whatever. Yeah. Like Orange County. Well, yeah, because obviously everywhere else it's like you have kids when you're like 19 or 20. I mean, that's like...
1: How do those kids happen? Right. I don't know. They just come.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> exactly, I'm, Scott. Exactly. Ooh, that was like, a like nice entendre right there. Yeah. Double meaning. <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, and I've got three of them. So it's like, how did this happen?
2: And um, Ray, are you done oh, with yeah. children? 100%.
0: Are uh, you I'm medically going to, done with children? I'm surgically going to get it taken care of at some point in early 2012. But
1: yeah. We need downstairs right now. Uh, you, are, you, yeah, I, we op- we opened a amateur uh, surgical amateur clinic. vasectomy clinic. Yeah. That'd be we do all kinds of it. stuff.
0: That's good. Yeah, you name it, we do it. <laughs> Those jobs, whatever. A lot of YouTube tutorials out there. All, uh, all you have is like a neon open sign. Yeah, <laughs> and people are like, "What are you open for?" No, just come
2: in. We'll show you <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever we'll, you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. You guys, uh, I understand you're trying, no healthcare, <laughs> no healthcare. You're tra- Cash only. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to start a business like Nip Talk. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We're just going to bang tons of girls. <laughs> so you could just be like Christian from the show.
1: Joey still has my NipTuck DVDs <clears throat> from our previous relationship.
2: And I believe you still have my
0: Supremas DVDs. Oh, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. I had, I had those Band of Brothers DVDs for a while, and then I never watched them. Have you upgraded? I've the upgraded. Okay. <laughs> um, I had a question for you, Scott. Uh-oh. I know. It's okay. You'll be fine. Let's hear it. It's, I, 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 just, I don't know the origin of your interest in the sort of computer science realm.
1: Um, pretty natural. The, the sort of very punk rock too. The idea of like... You stole computers? Yeah. (laughs) Like I could could teach myself design, then I went to design school, Uh and then you want to build things online and you don't want to have to rely on someone that could do the technical parts. So you figure it out for yourself. Boom.
0: But like, but what, what age and like what sort of Uh, 17 and what segue like did someone introduce it to you or you just kind of were like
1: no like i one summer like i didn't want to waste the summer so i printed out a bunch of calendars on my wall and i bought a bunch of books and i said like i'm gonna get through this book this week this book the next week this book the next week and i was really like disciplined about it Uh i still try to do that
0: sure yeah interesting and so you just read a bunch of books on like coding and yeah languages and everything interesting
1: i have a new project i'm working on too
2: can you, just, can you talk about it?
1: I can. Leading up to the 2012 patent election, patent pending. One book every 10 days. Okay. And each book is going to be about the president. So like in order. So biographies about each president in order. The... All the way leading up to Obama and then
0: whoever. Oh, okay. So starting with George Washington. Yes. Interesting. Like the best biography on him.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go on Amazon, figure out what's the highest rated, download it, boom, read it.
0: That's a cool project. I like that. I back it. I hope you follow through.
2: Yeah. Speaking of following through on things, I'd like to bring up real quick Scott's uh, his uh, cleanse, which has now been pushed back even further. Oh. Um, Thursday. Because the supplies have not shown up. Thursday.
0: A, Let's what, track them right now. What about, uh, what about the coffee cleanse? As it were,
2: still clean and sober. He drinks more root beer than anyone I know. You're oh. crazy. Every Whoa. time I see him, just like <laughs> I drink
1: one thing of diet root beer once a day. No, maybe he, he doesn't.
2: Wow. Okay. The materials come tomorrow. So what? So if they come tomorrow, Thursday, we won't date this. But if they come. They show up on Thursday. No, they come on Wednesday. Start on Thursday. Yes. When will you quit? Saturday? No. Ten days.
1: Joey, have you ever seen me go this long without coffee?
2: I'm honestly surprised.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: But you could be a secret sipper. <laughs> like Ray. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Ray's become a secret sipper.
0: I I, I, I don't know if I – I mean, I think I need to have coffee again today just to like keep trying it,
1: but I don't no, know. No.
2: If you keep what, doing can, that, you're going to get into it. Ray, what I kind of creamer do you, do you just use? Just like
0: the uh,
2: French vanilla silk. Go for like chocolate or something. Just try black coffee. Yeah. But don't try that. It's gross. Well,
0: I find I, all I'm concerned about or all I. Stunting care, your growth? No. You're done growing, right? I am. You're like 40 years old. I am. The uh, It's just the caffeine. I'm just like interested in that and like how it affects my body. And so. In a good way? Yeah. Like in how it. I mean, honestly, there are times where it's like I feel that, you know, whatever, if I drink like a, you know, a mocha or something like that, which is, you know, occasionally what I drink, I feel like super on point and that's usually like, you know, one, maybe two shots of espresso. But and then I didn't really know this, but there's more caffeine in espresso than coffee. I had no idea. Significant amount more. Right. And so I'm like, well if I just keep drinking that then I'll be fine. And like I just didn't I like I think I like the idea of coffee. More than like actually, coffee. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I'm ever going to completely adopt to that. So and I know Scott's encouraging me not to. Yeah. Even though everyone else is like, "Welcome to the team, Ray," and it's like, well, "I'm not really on the team All yet." All the <laughs> What's that? All the addicts are encouraging you to. Yeah, exactly. All the enablers. Yeah. Scott
2: is a recovering addict, so I, I believe you still are an addict, Scott. Once an addict, once an addict, always, always an, addict. an addict.
0: Um, Joey, I want to hit it on an aspect of your personality that uh, it because just because Joey and I have known each other for so long and we've remained friends throughout everything that we've been through. Not like we've been through trying times, but because we're both we're very both easygoing people. But Joey explores a side of my personality that I don't feel uh, I'm able to express as much. Uh So Joe, I know it's okay. (laughs) I'm setting Joey up, and he knows where I'm going with this. Um, Joey is an amazing person when it comes to uh, confrontational nature. Joey has (laughs) no problems with like telling a person to fuck off or his displeasure with them on the freeway or like whatever it's like and it's not like irrational i mean some may define yeah, it as irrational uh, there are times sometimes i'll define it as irrational right there are times but um but joey's like joey's definitely the enforcer if stuff needs to like happen that uh, someone needs to get in someone's face like joey will be the person that can help out with that
1: i take umbrage with this okay I've seen Joey get fired up a lot, and I've seen him talk about confronting people, but I've never seen him confront anybody.
2: Well, except the movie theater. So you have seen me confront. People. okay? Yeah, once, jo- once in. I choose wisely, yeah, because I've I've never I haven't been in a fight since fourth grade.
0: Yeah, you he that's that's a good point and a good thing to note is the fact that even though Joey's confrontational, he doesn't like yeah, like you said, you pick your battles. You don't <laughs> you don't push it to the point of where it's like. You're um, in a brawl on every other day. Yeah, pick
2: on the little kids at the movie theater. Trying to just have fun with uh, a. <laughs> trying to have fun with a beach ball at a movie theater, <laughs> and that, that, that hit us in the head. That was actually, fuck that.
0: That was the story that I, I wanted you to retell. Of of I don't you know more detail than I do. I, did you just bl- black it out because it was such a traumatic event for you? No, I'm it was just very traumatic? <laughs> we were we were all seeing a midnight showing of. I wish I remembered what movie.
1: Uh, it was the Will Smith movie where he's in New York by himself. I am Legend. Yes. Okay.
0: I am Legend. Really? We're all yeah. We were all pretty stoked about it. So it's like us three and a few other of our friends. Um, and because it's a midnight showing, teenagers Children like, were out yeah, being assholes. Totally. And they were sitting right behind us. And like it was a group of like maybe six kids or so. Like 16, maybe 17. Maybe. Roughly. Maybe a little younger. Um, they were all sleeping over at each other's houses. That's what it felt like. It felt like it was like, ah, we don't care where we are. Like, fuck crazy. Yeah. You know, just usual dumb teenage shit, and it's like obviously we can tolerate that up to a point. But they blew up a beach ball and they started throwing it around the movie theater, and it's like that's that's not the time or the place, as an adult would say. Um, And then Uh,
2: have your fun, just keep it away from us.
0: Very true. And then a beach ball hit uh, one of our group in the head, Um, and like we all kind of looked at each other, like the fuck, like that's. Anyway, it came from like immediately right behind him. So it's like it was those kids and the it was bastards. it was a misfire maybe. Um and then so that happened and we all kind of like, you know, that sucked and then you know, Joe Joey gave a very stern look backwards. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Yeah, that's his
1: first move. It's that was, just
0: that look. Right. It, and it was like you know, you could you could sense it. Like you there's no way that there was a misinterpretation of that look. It was like knock it off. And it the crowd behind us that was
1: causing the trouble—it was like one rowdy kid, and then like you know four or five of his
0: friends that were just like, "Oh, I'm embarrassed of this guy."
1: Yeah, and, and you, then they see Joey, the rowdy kid's like, "Oh, he doesn't care," and they're just like, "Come on, man, calm
0: down." Yeah, calm that's down. true. That's true. I remember. Yeah, and every and no one else in the movie theater thought it was funny either. Like yeah. these guys were on an island completely. And then then you know they're still trying to ignite the fun or the rambunctious one is, and then the ball. Not as violently as the first time. Like, I think just kind of landed on your head, like you know, like float a beach ball floats. It, it I mean, and it, it obviously me. right, and it didn't hurt. Like no, it's a beach ball, but it was the point. And then I, I don't remember the line precisely. Do you remember the line precisely, Scott? No. Uh, it, it was some variation of like, knock it the fuck off. Like we'll take your beach ball. I, 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 I don't think there was a threat. It was just a.
2: If no it was like if that hits us in the back hits us yes. again
0: dot dot dot. Yes, it was that was it. It was like a, if this happens again, you don't want to know what will happen. And it was to, like after that it was like, nope, nothing nothing else happening. The movie theater breathed a collective sigh. We watched a movie and it was great. But that's Joey excels at those situations.
2: Yeah. So I, I know you don't see them often, but you don't come to many of my softball
0: games.
1: No, I don't. I've heard, I've heard the legend of Joey on the mound. <laughs> Joe, Joey does, <laughs>
0: Joey does get fired up because you can yell at ump's. That's part of what they are. Yeah. That's why so, you pay so, them. They're just exactly. like
1: forty-five year old guys making what ten bucks an hour? <laughs> uh, fifteen. No, they make
0: thirty dollars an hour.
2: Joey's team pays them fifteen dollars.
0: Yeah. Joey game. Yeah. Joey pays their salary. So. Is
2: it an hour? Hour and five minutes. So or eight, not, eight innings, whatever comes. Yeah, through.
1: so they're not making much money, and you just give them a hard I don't time. Think that's their job. They don't. Like how I work one day a week. You think they're the doing it for fun?
0: It's a hobby. No. Yeah, I think it's more. Of I a don't hobby. think there's yeah. no. I don't care. I mean, you'd have to ref like every single game, like oh. seven days a week. I, oh, sorry, ref ump. I mean, because these guys are obviously not just doing baseball. Like they would probably do like. I don't know. I mean, they're softball is year round. We have the same umps. Okay. Every time or every
2: season we see this. Yeah, we and
0: we do with the basketball league guy, (laughs) the basketball league guy playing. It's the same dudes, and they they get the same amount of shit. They they like literally have to like break up fights. It's ridiculous. I've yet to to be kicked out. That's good. I almost did this year. you're, You're
2: testing the water. Yeah, but the only I would push it if I got kicked out. That's fine. But if I get kicked out, then our manager Greg. Would also be kicked out, and we would both have to miss the next game. Ooh. So, for Greg's sake,
0: you, you, I know my limit.
2: Does Greg get into it? Like uh, a little bit, a little bit. I can't see Greg getting excited. Um, yeah, no, he
0: does. Okay. Um, um, I'd also like to highlight uh, this a great story in my mind as well with um, your dealings with a replacement guitarist and Taken when Joey son of a bitch. when Joey was roadieing for Taken for a tour. Um, And I use that word roadie very specifically. (laughs) There was a lot of tension that was building up between him and a replacement guitarist that we had. And it compounded in a debate over Jimmy Eat World's The Middle. I'll let you you take it from there, Joey. I remember his name.
2: Matt. Matt, piece of shit. (laughs) We were in the van driving somewhere, listening to Bleed American. And the middle was came on and it was a gigantic hit at the time. And I was saying how I didn't really like this song and I didn't like the guitar solo in the song. At which point Matt says, can you play it? And I said, no, I don't know how to play guitar. And he said, then you can't say you don't like this solo. At what, at what, which point I
0: said, yes, I can.
2: How long had you guys known this guy at this point?
0: It was a bad, like I, I it was a terrible situation. We had known him collectively, personally, for maybe about a month. By that point, Cause how long? You, well, because he stayed at the he stayed at our house, yeah. and ate Brandon's bread. We, we, <laughs> we thought, taken collectively, thought it'd be a great idea if we flew out a guitarist when we were. Well, m-
2: Ray in Southern California, it is. So, there are no one,
0: no one plays guitar in, in the city of Los Angeles or in Orange County. And we, honestly, our the conclusion that we came to was like oh, this guy is a super fan of us. This would be cool to give him a chance to play. Because like, he, he lived in the boonies of Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, and so we just thought, it was like, this is cool. Like, we'll fly him out here. What could go wrong? We don't know you touring for three months in a van. Like, no problem. So it, it, an explosion was bound to happen. It's just Joey was able to compound it. So.
2: It was a lot more heated than that, I believe. The whole the Jimmy world. Oh, discussion.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it went like that for a good ten minutes before it was like we had to like change. change. Yeah, and we had to like step in, like <laughs> people that don't normally like speak up about so like, I think I remember Nick Beard being like, "Guys, stop it!" It was like, "Holy shit! Like this, this will literally come to blows if we don't say anything." And it was uh, did it come to blows? No. My, I have it, two. I have two favorite moments.
2: They came close, very close. <laughs> there moments. was a, one night for some reason. We didn't We didn't get hotels every night. We maybe did two or three times on the whole tour. And one night we had a hotel. And Matt was just being an idiot. And I just... I don't even remember. I just think I just said, like, shut up. Or, like, I don't like you. Or something. I don't know what I <laughs> yeah. said. And he was just like, you know what, Joey? Just don't talk to me. So I said, fine. I won't talk to you. And he's like, no, seriously. Don't talk to me. Like, okay, Matt. I won't talk to you. Then he's like, no, really. Like, don't talk to me. I was like, Matt, then shut the fuck up. Like... You keep talking. I have nothing to say to you. Stop talking. And then we stopped talking. But that it made was, things, things a little tense in the hotel room.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good.
2: Favorite moment number two was when he was not allowed back into the States. Wait, I have a question before yeah. this. was So there's,
1: what, five guys on the rest of you? There's five yes. more of you? Were they on Joey's side or was
0: it just... We... We, I, it wasn't a divided camp. Like we all, the only person that was really on, like quote unquote, the Matts, the replacement guitarist side, and uh-huh. I use that so like so, loosely, was um, our bassist Nick, uh-huh. because he was like, he's he's even more of a person that like just wants to keep the peace yeah. than me. Like yeah. he's like to the extent where it's like he will sacrifice like his well being yeah. in ways that most people wouldn't.
1: He knew that at some point.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. And I mean and he he was the like literally the last person to admit that like okay this is a bad idea. Like this dude kind of sucks. Yeah. So yeah, we all were like J- Joey was definitely like the vehicle in which we all could express ourselves, but we just like didn't collectively he was there for a reason. right, we didn't collectively acknowledge it. So it was just like as these explosions occurred, it was like it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like thanks Joey. R- really glad we brought you along. Even though like at times it was obviously like Joey said uncomfortable, but after that uncomfortableness faded, it was kind of, it was funny.
2: Well, then, well, I'll get to that in a minute. But we there were some shows in Canada, and the, we had, for some reason, like two or three days off in Buffalo. And we just spent time in Buffalo. And one day, we were like, let's go to the Niagara Falls. So we go to Niagara Falls, and we're like, we can cross the border right here and go gamble. Like, let's do it. So we all go into uh, into Canada, and we gamble for a while. And we're coming back. We're crossing, like, a bridge or something. Yeah. And we all get through, and all of a sudden it's like, I think it was Chad and Matt were like held up like Chad was waiting. Or someone he comes out and he's like, uh, they're not letting Matt back in.
1: <laughs>
2: right?
0: Why? Because uh, he was... Well, he-, he crossed into Canada. He's a Canadian citizen. And then he was crossing back into the States with a bunch of people from the States. And they were kind of like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And like, and then, you know, he, his story. like we didn't, we didn't think of it as a border crossing. We just thought it was like, walk well, across the bridge. And it's like, oh, shit. Because, like, the border crossings are so serious that you're like, all right, we got to get our story straight. Uh-huh. And then because that happened, none of our stories were straight. And so Matt just kind of – I think he just told the, the truth. He's
2: like, I'm making lots of money. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Not really. But uh,
2: so he gets left in Canada, gets a hotel. We go into Canada. And that, did he – I don't even remember. Did he play the first show?
0: The- uh, he played the – yeah, because – Chris Logan picked him up and drove him to the first show because his sister was going to pick him up at the first show.
2: But did he leave after the first show? Yeah. So he only played the one. I think so. So Okay. So eventually he leaves. He's saying goodbye to everyone and it's just like giving everyone hugs. Juan starts crying (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) And then it gets to me and it's just like, well, see you later. (laughs) Like
0: (laughs) There was no, like the coldest goodbye you could possibly. It was great. It It was such a sigh of relief.
2: And him, him leaving yeah. led to Eric meeting us in
0: Chicago and learning all the songs. On a van drive from to, Chicago to Wyoming. Yeah. Incredible. That's, for people that have never toured before, this is exactly what touring was like in the early 2000s, where it was like literally flying by the seat of your pants, figuring out as it goes along.
1: Has there been any communication between any of you guys and him?
0: Uh, I think some people, he traded emails occasionally with, I think, Chad, and he occasionally still posted when Lamb Goat had a very uh, prominent message board. Mm-hmm. He would occasionally post on there and talk shit on Taken and how we were so mean to him and everything. I made an account yeah. on Lamb Goat. <laughs> That's just, right. I think
2: I just said, like, shut up, Matt. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> and, it, and the username was Joey. <laughs> so it wasn't, like, hidden or anything. Didn't, uh, wait. I don't know what I was going to say. But, yeah, that's... That's 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 Joey in a nutshell. When it comes to the I'm, I'm a real sweetheart. Yes. You 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 are a sweetheart. Just don't don't get on your wrong side. I would hate to be like hated by Joey. There's a couple people out there who I know. know who you are. <laughs> um I thought it'd be fun for, obviously since all of us kind of well, not kind of all of us worked at the same label together at uh, Abacus Recordings. <laughs> We kind of did this with uh I think Cue the episode, distance. with Roy. Yeah, with episode I think it was like <laughs> episode like three or four with, dun, dun, dun. with with uh Roy Culver. Uh we spoke about some of our experiences. But Abacus Recordings is basically an imprint of Century Media Records. Um and we we had no choice to basically separate from Century Media. Like, I woke up one morning and it was basically like, hey, Ray, so remember that imprint of the label? How about how about you go out and start one, like, with $2 million and, like, hire staff and find offices? And it's like, what? I'm 22. I don't know how to do any of this. <laughs> and so... I was able to help bring in Joey and Scott. Doing their respect, Scott doing the artwork production side of things, and Joey on the label manager A and R side of things. And so, all of us worked together. I can't even remember how long it was together. I was there for a little over a year. Right, and you were there for a year and a half, Scott. A year.
2: Year, yeah, yeah. Although the, f- the first month was spent in an empty office waiting for the internet to get shut up. Oh, that was
0: incredible! That was really Who brought funny. Chris Waltman in? Uh, that was Robert, yeah. One of the Chris
1: was supposed to be the guru to run it all,
0: yes. Chris Chris Waltman was brought in as sort of the boss of everybody that was going to be in the office every day. And so basically, it was like a motley crew of people. Like, we were all we were all just figuring it out as we went, like.
1: No policies, no nothing. No,
0: nothing. And then we and you want to sign a ban? Sure,
1: <laughs> write him a
0: check. Let's let's have a meeting about it. Let's put a you know profit and loss sheet together. Like let's figure it out. And uh, because of that, it inspired uh, many awkward moments, funny stories,
1: lack of paychecks,
0: lack of paychecks. Yeah, I challenge our listeners to uh, whether this was like stupidity on our part or just the fact that we were trying to see it through. Uh, try not getting paid for. Well, I think it was two and a half months. For the
2: yeah, and it was like leading up to Christmas, so it was great timing. Yeah, like occasionally, be like, all right, here's a check. Like we'd get, yeah, it was.
0: So yeah, we essentially didn't get paid. We worked full time, did not get paid. the promise of money was there because we were just waiting for a distributor check to come in, and this check took three months to get written checks and in the mail the check day. literally the check is in the mail that
2: was the pretty much the saying at <laughs> abacus because everyone we talked to oh we have checks in the mail
0: yeah anyone that was looking to get paid checks in the mail yeah. checks in the mail it, and it was uh <clears throat> that was funny i mean looking, looking back, back we highlights
2: involving i think we watched didn't we watch like the first season of lost that was joey that was just me
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would look over and joey would be just watching lost.
2: played a lot of ping pong.
1: There was a a skeevy guy who will go nameless who came and worked there who had shot some softcore porn.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And he... Is this JC? Yeah. Yeah. We had had a collection of soft porn, right?
1: Yeah. And someone had the idea of just leaving it running all day in
2: the conference room. (laughs) This this same person is the same person while working at an independent record label told us he hadn't bought a CD in about (laughs) six years. Didn't see the point. Didn't understand. He's... Yeah, he downloads, by shirts.
0: Why? Yeah. Why well, would you? Fi- why would you need to have a physical copy of any record? Yeah. It's not about? like it's
2: not like these things are actually paying your salary.
0: No, not at all. Um, Asshole. So yeah, that was funny. Not getting paid for a few months,
2: uh, but at least we had an on staff lawyer or an on right. lawyer only at the beginning. <laughs> he was there. For-
1: he was there the whole time. He he saw what was
2: happening. I Did think. he
1: actually leave? I think he may have gotten shuffled around to the other businesses.
0: He He was he was trying to work with Century Media to get paid more regularly there, (laughs) but yeah. So this, I guess a good rule of thumb is like whatever job you kind of try to do, like make sure they have money, get paid. Yeah, make sure you get paid.
2: Did I don't know if we talked about it with Roy? Did we talk about the um, reggaeton label? No, no, no. no. Reggaeton. Reggaeton. This
0: this was easily the best. Scott, uh, I think you told best. Yeah. It fill, fill us in on the imprint of uh, Abacus Recordings that many people don't know about. Okay. Or actually, should I well, say, were, everybody. No one is aware of this.
1: Well, there were three elements of. under the. It wasn't the Abacus umbrella. What was the whole was thing it called? Element? Yeah. Under yeah. the Element 1 umbrella, there was a label called Element 1, which specialized in radio rock. Rev Theory, what up? Slow burn. Shout out to my boy Steve Glazer. They're
0: still around. (laughs) They're just called Rev Theory now. It's easier to chant. Right, right.
1: Um, There was Abacus Recordings, which was the indie metalcore thing that we did, and then there was the uh, Reggaeton label run by Lupe de la Cruz.
0: Please describe him a little bit.
1: Well, one day (laughs) I didn't. I wasn't there the day before for whatever reason, and I come in, and there is a little bald, older. Latino man sitting at my desk wearing a suit wearing a suit on my phone <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> on my phone and uh I, I was like who's this who's this I don't know we had to go to a meeting right away and then uh he I told him that was my desk he said okay he was very polite and he moved away and then I didn't see him for a couple of weeks and then I keep getting these weird emails saying hey I need art for this like, what <laughs> who are you and then he's like, oh, I was the guy that was in here the other day. I'm running a reggaeton label. It's called such and such. Uh, I need Sig- you to do... Siglo music. Siglo music. I need you to have. I need the art by like two days from now for these two releases. I'm like, uh, are we manufacturing them? Yeah, you're manufacturing them. Blah, 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 blah. So we throw it all together, get it done. And it's like, at this point, we're doing orders of CDs around like, I don't know, a couple thousand. He tells me, I'm like, okay, so how many do you need? He's like, 15,000 of each. I'm like, are you sure? That's a lot. <laughs> So I go tell the boss, like, do we really want to make 15000 of these? And he's like, yeah. The, the owner says this is a sure bet. There's no problems here. We're going to make our money back. This is what's going to fund the whole thing. A reggaeton is so hot right now. And I'm like, okay. So I place the order.
2: They get there. They're
1: late, of course.
2: Was one of them, I'm trying to remember, the, one of them was like a, a sampler.
1: One of them was a compilation featuring Daddy Yankee.
2: Wow. That, that was the, the, yeah. the catch with Daddy Yankee.
1: Yeah. Was it thirty thousand or fifteen thousand? It
2: was an
0: absurd amount.
1: Right, I think it was thirty thousand manual, thirty thousand print, fifteen thousand complete, and we were like shipping like all of them. So for the first release comes out, they're like they shipped like fifteen thousand, made them really affordable. They were going to be on all the Reggaeton end caps, and we're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna sell like, eight thousand of these at least. There's no problems here. Marketing's well, perfect.
0: Well, I th- I think hmm. we as in. A few people. I as don't think in, any as of in us. Yeah, a. right. Yeah. Scott, none of us were on board with this. None, yeah,
1: a lot of us thought, no, I don't think so. This is your world. <laughs> so we wait for sound scan to come in the next day. It's like double digits. It's like ten.
0: <laughs> and we shipped. We shipped like was what like ten thousand units out there. Yeah.
1: So the rule of thumb is what.
0: Ten, if you do like ten percent of your first week, like whatever you ship, that was back did, then. Right, that was back when the the hog was high with right. the music industry. Right. So we should, you, hypothetically speaking, you should have scanned sound scanned at least a thousand copies first week. Right. It was one tenth of that.
1: And this is my first week of knowing Lupe. Um, he becomes a regular in the office. Well, not a regular, maybe a, twice a week or.
0: Always in a full suit. <laughs> full suit. All of us we are just little...
1: look like scumbags. Just like. <laughs> T-shirts.
0: band shirts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No one takes a shower. Um, anyway. Nanda, Yeah. He a electronic project. <laughs> he, uh, so after this first week, we're like, uh, I'll, I guess I'll just keep doing what he says. He's the man.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm not, I stopped my, not my place to say.
1: And throughout the, throughout my relationship with Lupe, I'm, I'm keep trying to like figure out like what he's doing. Like, cause he's there just on the phone all day. And he's like negotiating things with Puerto Rico because that's the reggaeton hotspot. And <clears throat> so it comes time for the second release, which I think was another compilation. It may have been a record.
0: I can't remember.
1: But it's, it's the exact same situation. Like it needs to be done in two days. We don't have anything. have to put it all together. Now um, we have to order like a 15,000 again. We're going to ship the same amount, but this time for sure it's going to work. Get it back. The sound scan numbers and it's the same thing.
0: I think this one was a little bit better seller. Maybe maybe like, maybe got up to a hundred. Right, maybe.
1: But it paid for yeah, a fraction of what.
0: And and I think, like, if my memory serves me right, I think the collective budget for that was basically half of the budget that we had for the record label, like the imprint in and of itself. So whatever, say we had two million dollars, like close to a million of it was dedicated to these two projects. <laughs> right, right. Because obviously own artists need a lot of money.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if you guys knew what was going on. Julian
0: Theory a reggaeton artist? <laughs> we, we could have probably, we could have signed, I think, maybe six Juliana Theories. And it was, Jesus. I know, it's ridiculous. What, what were you saying, Scott?
1: I think I was more in the know because I was dealing with him directly, but it seemed like there was no intercommunication between all the labels. Like, the radio label was off doing their own thing. No one knew what was happening. Beer fest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys were doing your stuff. They were like, five you guys so it was kind of we knew it was happening and then there was lupe who came in and out just giving me these crazy things to do yeah you were seeing
0: all the production stuff yeah i i I had
1: like an idea of what was happening like we like every like two months we'd re-release the revelation theory record with new art and like
0: (laughs) (laughs) one new one new bonus acoustic track
1: yeah and then lupe disappears and doesn't say goodbye r.i.p lupe never
0: to be seen or should, heard from. We should
1: look him up on Facebook. I
0: know. There. Wasn't there some issue with him maybe? Uh...
1: Yeah. He owed someone to Puerto Rico a bunch of money.
0: Yeah. He, he clearly didn't keep track of his books very well. and we were, we Or maybe were all,
1: he did, but he wasn't giving checks. He was promised. Right. Or
0: we, were, we were honestly all afraid that one day the Mexican drug cartel would come into our office and be like, where's Lupe? And we were like, oh, I don't know. Lupe who? And then they would shoot us. Or they'd shoot one of us and then, where's Lupe? <laughs> <laughs> Ask the same question. Anyway, so yeah, that's 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 Wait, what, so much fun. Fr-
2: what was the the Boy Scout girl's name? The Boy Scout girl. Oh,
0: our our salesperson, Melanie.
2: And she didn't she come dressed up like a Boy Scout one day?
0: She, as not a, on as, a, as a male person, yeah. she came dressed up in different costumes. On but it was never a, Halloween, weekly, right? No, no on no. a weekly basis. Costumes, yeah. Why, why not? Um,
1: there was also a short-term relationship with a now convicted felon named Lou Pearlman.
2: That's correct.
1: Um, Put so, out a Jordan Knight CD. Somehow we got involved in the former New Kids on the Block recording artist Jordan Knight. I
2: forgot all about that.
1: Um,
0: yeah. yeah. That, again, I
1: get told to hey, got to order a billion of these CDs.
0: Jordan Knight is going to be on the Today Show. We need we need to ship hundreds of thousands of these records. No problem.
1: Call Fat Rich. Right. We were shout out to Fat Rich. <laughs> we
0: were we were pretty impressive as far as how nimble we were on <laughs> learning something and yeah. then enacting it right away. Yep.
1: Again, no policies in place. None. Shoot an email. See what happens.
0: Right. None whatsoever. Um. Aside from the abacus recording stuff. So basically, I think the moral of the story is that when you start an independent record label um, and you have two million dollars to spend, don't spend a million on it on reggaeton. Or you could I did things all wrong then. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. Um, so, Joey. Yes, Ray. There is one aspect of your life that I think many people would find entertaining. I know few I'm, people know about.
2: I don't. I,
0: yeah, I, I don't bring it up on my own. He doesn't. But I'm. He doesn't have his IMDb IMDb page on his email signature, but he should. Uh, you were a child actor. Walk walk us through. How you got introduced, and what were some of your uh, your amazing credits?
2: When I was, I want to say I was 11, uh, a friend of mine named Tim did, he was like, did extra work in movies and stuff, and they needed a bunch of kids for a photo shoot, or like to, for some TV show, it was like a baseball team, and the coach was going blind. I don't remember. Dick Van Patten was in it. And they, so he called all his friends, they got all, of, pretty much it was all of our friends were in this picture. Um, film, I, film. No, it was literally a, they took pictures of oh, it. Oh, okay. Because the character is going blind and he's looking through a photo book and it was of a picture of a baseball oh. team he used to coach. Uh, so.
1: You were an extra? Yes. Did you get I paid?
2: Was, yeah, I think uh, the going rate back in 1991 was uh, $60. So, That's it? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, so I did it, and it was a lot of fun. And I told my mom that I wanted to keep doing it. And um, so I ended up getting an agent, took some headshots. Ari Gold? Uh, no, her name was Irene Gallagher at Children's Screen Agency. She was about a thousand years old then, so I'm assuming she's dead.
1: Smoking? Like, eh. Yeah,
2: she was. Quit de- 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 eating
1: so much, kid. I'm not gonna get <laughs> any parts. <laughs>
2: uh, so I joined up. And for the next two or three years, once I hit puberty, I think it got a little, you know, awkward. So I stopped. But up until then, I was, uh, you know, pretty much running, running Hollywood.
1: What's your biggest? What your biggest success behind the camera? In I'd front say, of the camera,
2: I'd say there's two that I usually go with. Okay, one being Three Ninjas Kickback, the sequel to the uh, highly—it's a great movie, highly popular original uh, Three Ninjas. But I didn't
1: think that it was believable. What, the sequel? The first one. The grandfather. He wasn't...
2: What, Squinty?
1: Yeah, he oh. he didn't look like he could hurt anybody.
2: No, he was like a... He was... Yeah. He sucked. Um, but anyways, I in Three Ninjas Kickback, there is... The, the movie is bookended with uh, baseball scenes. It's like a subplot where the three ninjas are on a baseball team called the Mustangs. And they play a team called the Dragons. I was on the Dragons, and in the first game... We get in a brawl, and the game gets pushed back a week, and then they go on an adventure, and then they come back and finish the game. But in this last game, uh, Rocky, I believe, the middle oh, hits. He's up to bat, being taunted.
1: Remember Tum Tum?
2: Yeah, he was an asshole.
1: With Mustang. Who was the oldest one?
2: Rocky. Colt. Rocky, Colt, Colt, Rocky, and Tum Tum. The kid that played Tum Tum was a shithead. Um, and uh, Rocky, what ends up being the game-winning, game-winning home run, um, but there's, I have my own scene of me uh, running, like thinking I'm gonna be able to catch the ball, but end up going over the fence. So I could not, but I had my own scene. Um, my, congratulations. What was the second film? Uh, it was a TV show. Oh, called Reasonable Doubt, you, starring Marley Matlin and Mark Herman.
1: Were you disappointed that you had to go back to TV after um, being on Silver Screen?
2: No, because I don't think, um, Well, no, some of the things they did ended up on actual movie theaters like Mambo Kings uh, (laughs) and Jack the Bear. But uh, in reasonable doubt, tragic tale of my mother is murdered and I am shot in the head as a a baby and grow up. uh, I'm a quadriplegic and I played a quadriplegic on a television show and I sat in a wheelchair and my fake grandpa um, wiped drool off my mouth.
1: Um, I will finish the website just so I can share this YouTube video. What? I will finish
2: the first world problems website. Oh yes. There is a, a video of it on YouTube of my beautiful, beautiful acting. Um, but yeah, those are probably, Oh, and the reasonable doubt it was the one time I only, I ever had my own trailer. Um, and it said my name on it and that was, that was probably the highlight of my short lived acting career. Yeah.
1: What would have happened if he would have continued?
2: Have you heard of Macaulay Colkin? Yes, I would be him. Wasted, which is drugged out. There's a
1: rumor going around that his child wasn't planned. I heard that. What do you think? I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think it's his child? What? Do you think it's his child? Uh... I've heard he's infertile. This is talk on it. Tell me about it.
0: What? No, the kid. The kid was planned. I'm sorry. I know that just makes for a good story, Ray. Right? It's true.
1: How big's his college fund right now? I'll double it.
0: Well, I I have. <laughs> Let me add it. Uh, I don't know. We haven't we haven't started his savings account yet. Oh, I know. Okay, horse, well, he's get not, away. He, he's not going to college right now. So for the record, I'm sitting a small horse dude, and it's all in my face. Right now.
1: <laughs> he won't need to go to college. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't Do you need think to, go college to. College
0: is going
2: to exist in 50, how old is he? 18 years.
1: Yeah, dude, it's going to exist, but it's going to be such a scam. It's already a scam.
0: I know. It is. It's the, the, business, the business of uh, being born.
1: I haven't seen that. Is that a good movie?
0: No, I haven't watched it yet, either.
1: Joe, you went to Long Beach State? Yes. I did. What was that like? Crowded. Did you like it? Yeah, did did you just go there because it's close?
2: Uh, uh, I applied to a few schools, got into a few. and Stanford. I, at that time in my life, felt like I needed to stay close to my mom, uh-huh. so I stayed home.
1: Tell me about Long Beach State. It was very crowded. Crowded in a sense there were a million people in your class? Yes. Really?
2: It was, if you got to the campus after 9 o'clock, you wouldn't get parking. Is it still like that? I don't know. I haven't been in eight years.
1: Oh. Uh-huh. Um, you ever climbed the pyramid? No. Okay.
2: I um, went to my third punk show ever inside the pyramid, though. Really? Yeah. What was it? Uh, it was, some. It was, I believe it was in '96. It was lag wagon, blank, before they added the 182. Interesting. Skink and pickle. <laughs> Strung out, seven seconds.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Um, and my
2: wallet got stolen at that show.
1: They have cool like NBA summer basketball there. you know that? At the pyramid? Yeah. I was unaware. Okay, anyway, back to your college. Did you live in the dorms? Uh, I did.
2: What was that like? Um, it was fun. I, did you first... get along with everybody, or did you have your animosity toward life like you do now? no it was it was fun the first semester i lived at home and long beach is such a big school it's really hard to meet people and i was like i'm gonna go to school for the next four five years and not have any friends aside from the couple people i already knew that went there so you didn't want to be just a what do they call them commuter student no i actually wanted to have like a good college experience so the second semester shout out to the beer bongs and straight edge scott no um Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. Okay. Um, after um, the first semester, I moved into the dorms, but on a floor where I had already met all those people. So it was just like people I already knew. Yeah. I already lived there. And then after the first year of school, uh, pretty much everyone on our floor moved into the same apartment building. Oh. And we all – there was like five different apartments with like three or four people in each one. Uh-huh. Um, and we just all lived there. Was Wild times? There was some
1: – Yeah. Yeah, Lots of not studying and staying up late. Lot, we had lots of parties. What did you guys we, have back then? Nintendo?
2: Um, uh, what was the first Tony Hawk out on? PlayStation? PlayStation. There was a... Living in that apartment was when the first Tony Hawk came out. I was also delivering pizza at the time. Um, and I didn't go to school for a week because <laughs> I just wanted to play Tony Hawk. I remember that. The addiction. Um, it was great. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um fantastic. Yeah, school. Kids. What did you study at school? Uh a pretty important major called communications. Oh yeah, my uh, sister studied that. Yeah, it's a, I mean, I don't really want to get into it. It's a really deep. Yeah. You know, like What are you studying communications? Communicating. <laughs> no, really.
1: Is it like like I took entertainment business?
2: I took what was my interpersonal and I don't remember. It was more, a lot of it was focused on like business communications, like how to interact and like, like. That's where you, that's where you got your uh, fire in you. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) from anybody. linguistics classes, like business. There was like business classes that were involved. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Any takeaways that you learned or was it a waste of time? Um, The only thing I remember was one of my professors, Dr. Dermy, was from Long Island and she was gorgeous. Oh, Doctor Dermy? She had a scar on her face. Oh. And I took every single class she taught because I had a gigantic crush on her. Dr. So, Doctor Dermy, if you're listening,
1: what's up? So, I went to a very good uh, art
2: school. What school was that? Art Center College of Design. And this, where was it located? Pasadena, California. Do you know um, Sheldon Cooper or um, Sheldon Cooper Leonard? They're um, they're from a TV show called Big Bang Theory. They also live in Pasadena. Oh, they go to. Caltech Yeah Well they, they don't go there Oh, they, They're professors. They go to, are they professors They're professors? They're, yeah Sheldon and um, Leonard are both doctors And I think I've talked about it before But that show is actually funny And it's Even though it's on CBS But Anyways Good um, So tell me about your, your time in college
1: I, I In retrospect I think I just went there Because it was like a Cool name I Learned some design stuff But Are you still in school? I intend to go back to school to study something relevant to life, unlike manipulating pixels on a screen. I'm thinking a formal computer science background. I don't know where. I don't know when. I don't know why.
2: One day, Scott.
1: I take inspiration from my roommate, Nicole DeTore, who she's like 39, 42.
2: She's like, I don't care. I'll go back to school. (laughs) You're so lucky that she doesn't (laughs) listen to this. Yep. She is getting... She, she gives me hope. She gives everyone hope. Now,
1: Joey, we're not going to name names, but you have some particular nemesis in the world of music, the industry you work in. Um, yeah. So tell me about your experiences and how someone gets on
2: your shit list. They do something that makes me mad. One thing? It's generally like a uh, condescending email. It's, it's usually the being the way someone talks to me. Is that the... The person I'm thinking of in particular uh, just would send the most bullshit condescending emails. So speaking of bullshit people that make everyone
1: mad, Ray, I have another question about your child. <laughs> Seems
0: to be a theme. I know, it's a running theme. What
1: is your parenting strategy going to be in terms of competitive athletics,
0: football? No. By this point, um, Kate, Kate, I can already tell you. Cage fighting will probably be a high school sport. <laughs> I can tell you that Kate put a kibosh on football. She does not want to playing football, i.e., because people die in high school. Oh, people die doing everything. I understand. People die driving a car. right? is he not allowed to drive a car? Yes, he's banned from car. Basically, he's he's gonna be like a bubble boy. No, but Kate's just, Kate said that, and I was like, I mean, since I don't really care that much about football, it doesn't matter to me. But it's true. But. He'll play basketball, baseball, whatever. Whatever he really wants to try. What if
2: he's like, Mom, Dad, I want nothing more than to play football? Yeah. I mean,
1: Uh, realistically, if he grows up in Irvine, he's going to have a – well, assuming if he goes with the white kids or the Asian kids. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of social pressure to play football.
0: I didn't know he needed to make his allegiance. Is it like the – He could
1: be like me. I didn't have allegiance to anybody.
0: I know. That's why you played hockey. You were on the outside. Yeah. Absolutely. People were like, who the fuck's that tall loser in the I net? Was,
1: I was a roaming Viking. <laughs> I had friends with every, all nations.
0: So, so, yeah. That's that's the only sort of restriction, but, as what, it were. But what if? if? Well, if he if he wants to. I I personally don't care.
1: Uh-oh. But, I see a rift in the marriage.
0: I don't think Kate will dig her heels into the point of, like, he can't even try to play. Because, like, yeah. you know, you start off with flag football. So... Okay, we'll see. If he's into flag football or whatever, that's fine. But like, what about don't, ice hockey. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. There's a you can play ice hockey, but not football. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're yelling at me about something just, that I don't care about. I'm just curious. Don't yell. I'm not
1: yelling. What if he wants to be a boxer?
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't foresee that happening. Uncle
2: Scott could help him out.
0: The Rhino. What could if he come wants out to do um,
2: bare knuckle? knuckle boxing, or like even what if he wants? To, what if his like <laughs> what he like, do backyard wrestling? Like, all I want to do is a, the scene, I believe it's in Lionheart, believe, okay. where he dips his hands, or tapes him up, dips him in glue, and then puts him in glass.
0: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. That's all he wants to do. I, I would I would encourage that. Okay. I yeah. think that's safe. Yeah, I, I completely think that's safe. Um, on the complete opposite note, you both have run independent record labels. One person currently, one person in the past. Scott is in the past, Joey's in the present, for those keeping score. Uh defining moment for both of you in the labels history where it was like, this, this is exactly why I wanted to do this in the first place. Whether it was like a particular release, a show you saw one of your bands perform at, whatever the case may be. Give me your defining moment. Scott Arnold in the past.
1: Um, hanging out with Rick Rubin.
0: Okay. Wait, what?
1: It's a big deal.
0: Yeah. What, what, up. yeah. What band? You can give a little more background. Um,
1: <clears throat> there were talks, so I don't know if it's still like this, but Rick Rubin ran Sony Music for a while, and there were talks of acquiring my label and running it as a subsidiary of Sony in some capacity, so I had to meet with his, him and his people.
2: Was it you by yourself, or did you have your people?
1: Uh, me, a lawyer on the phone, those were those me. Scott, where did this deal fall apart?
0: Did, did you want to do it? Were you like... I
1: was like totally over my head. I didn't know what I wanted. I was like, uh. <laughs> But I think they could sense that. Like they knew I wasn't a player.
0: Right. They knew you weren't
2: like, like... I was like 18. Right. A little wet behind the ears. Yeah.
0: Well, then obviously like your personality would also... It's not like you're some, you know, high octane like, right. hey, let's get this deal done, Rick. Let, right.
1: Let's do this. <laughs> and then the other one was I was on vacation and I it was before... I don't think it was before smartphones, but it was when I went off my smartphone binges and I just go back to a regular phone. Mm-hmm. But I came home and I saw my PayPal account for like a three day week and I had like 10 grand in it. Wow. I was like,
0: whoa. <laughs> those, are, those are very good moments. Yeah. I like those. What about you, Joe? Ours are you, Joe? Very different. Well, oh, of course. <laughs> you were, and keep in mind, Scott was primarily dealing with like obviously indie yeah. music, which they're, it's a little more lucrative than the HXC world. Yes. So, Joey, what what would be your, if you have a defining moment?
2: I guess it, it kind of took it, not to the next level, but it was kind of like, a, oh my, like, this is kind of real, uh, when we did the Bane 7-inch. Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: before then, it had been like friends bands, or like random bands, but like, you know, Bane was a band that I'd looked up to since I was 18, I think. Yeah. Um, So, to be able to... Put out a record by one of your favorite bands of
0: it, like legitimized the label to Kind of, yeah, yeah. It was just
2: like, oh, this is maybe something real, even though it's still you know just a little hardcore label, but
0: it was cool, right? Yeah, no, I can understand that. I'm sure the that new, was, I'm sure the new. Well, yeah, 7 the new Found,
2: I mean, yeah, Newfound Glory Seven which is pretty cool too, right? um Nothing to do. Do you have any that.
1: aspirations of taking it to the next level? I don't know if there's a
2: next level. If someone wants to give me a lot of money, if, if Rick I, Rubin called me,
1: is that what it takes? No.
2: If it can get there, I'll go there. <laughs> if it can go go to whatever the next
0: level is, then let's do it.
2: But only time will tell.
0: Sure, but you're real. You're you have realistic expectations for the label. Yeah, I know. It's you know primarily a hardcore label, and sure, um, but
2: it's fun. Okay, you know we get to release cool records by cool bands. It's true. My was re- next to an
0: Epitaph logo now. For- you, get, you get to roll around in your cocaine-fueled bed? Yeah, my, I mean, it's literally a pile of cocaine. It's very nice to sleep on. Still straight though. So <laughs> what about it? nose what plugs? And, uh.
1: There's one other person here that ran an independent record label.
0: Yeah, let's talk, well, about, let's talk about Here We Are Records. Well, we can talk about Here We Are Records. A very successful label. Releasing
1: two seminal records of our time.
0: Releasing the Taken demo releasing Taken's first seven inch and then the end of the label was the Palpatine Seven Inch. Palpatine. 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 Like Emperor Palpatine in uh in the Star he Wars. I I know. I recently bought Star Wars so I you know. could watch them for the first time. Scott's never watched Star Wars for those keeping score at home. Uh, yeah that that 7 inch just uh, got out of control spent too much money on because again like you were saying the wet behind the ears I was kind of like I just loved this band and I didn't want to say no to them in any way shape or form and they yeah. were like oh yeah let's do full color like you know and this is when we were printing through f- I mean anybody you know like a fucking Kinko's and they were like oh yeah that'll be $400,000 obviously it wasn't 400, that $400,000 I know I went a little crazy but uh Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, and, you know, spending money on recording and doing stuff that, like, a label does much later in the future <laughs> than yeah. its incubation stage. Yeah. So, yeah. And I ha- I was going to put out the uh, Bleeding Through uh, demo and potentially full length next. And so, yeah, I had hopes. But then once that happened, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do that.
1: Was that the beef with Brandon?
0: No, no, there tonight? was no beef. The, yeah, he was mad that I didn't put out their demo. Yeah. No, no, not at all. I, I, me and Nick Beard recorded the demo, though, in Troy Boren's bedroom. Brandon did vocals in a closet, and we threw pillows at him to get him motivated. Uh, Ray,
2: I do have a question for you regarding uh, that band you were in. Please. What were they called, Scott? Katona? I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, Stolen, I don't know. Anyways, had a, you know... A a nice little run. Yep. um, Ups and downs. Completely. Was there a moment for you, like, you know, a question we ask a lot of the guests, where you were just kind of like, wow, this is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. It was definitely once we had, once it was like, because, you know, we essentially just kind of toured during the summer and when we had, like, breaks from school and stuff. And so when it got to a point where basically, like, every summer was, like, we were gone. The entire, it was like, how do we do that? And like, we were able to tour for, you know, three months or three or four months out of the year. And we all obviously still had like full time jobs and, you know, did normal life shit. Shout out to Blockbuster. Yeah. Shout out to Blockbuster. Um, And so I think once it was like, you know, once we filled up those summers, like those two summers in a row, like where we toured with, you know, one summer was, like, Alexis on Fire, Between the Buried and Me, It Dies Today, and then we did, like, Darkest Tower and Curl Up and Die, and, um, like, once we started to do those type of tours, and, like, all the ones we did with This Day Forward, even though it was, like, obviously on such a small scale, like, you
2: know. The tour, fact that this band from your little band
0: yeah. was able to... Yeah, because, I mean, we since we never, I mean, as you well know, it's like we never really fit in with the Orange County scene. So it wasn't like we could be like, yo, throw down, look, let's go on the road. It's like they already had their built-in tours because they were already friends with everybody. And they want to tour with their best friends rather than just people they're acquaintances with. Um, and so, yeah, so it was just kind of cool for us to, once we were able to spread our wings and be like, oh. And it was especially evident when we would go through a place Twice the same summer Like you know A month and a half apart Which you know Bands don't do anymore Like but we just did it As a victim of like Whatever Like we don't know Like let's play this market again That did that We didn't have that conversation So it was especially evident When like We would go through again And there'd be You know 20 more people would show up And it was like Specifically for us And it was like Oh I mean like I've always said The people that got taken Like got it Like I am under no illusions That we obviously Were never a big band But like the people that got it really got it. And the people that, you know, didn't hear about it, and that's obviously fine and no one understood it. But you, you were no one was ever like on the fence about taken. It was like you either fucking love it or you fucking hated it. And that I I, I was proud of having that polarizing response with people because otherwise you just kinda, you know, tepid react it's like, oh yeah, I'm kinda into that band. It's like that yeah. it's vanilla. It doesn't even mean anything. Which actually
2: leads me um, into my next question. Scott, how much money did you lose on the Taken 10 inch?
1: Uh, I don't know. A little bit.
2: I mean, it didn't kill you. No.
1: Yeah.
0: No. But it, it didn't kill it. It may have killed s- some part of Scott's business, but it blossomed a friendship.
1: Yeah. I'm <laughs> about even.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but wait, can I still put out the, what record, what Taken records are not on vinyl?
0: Uh, The first... EP is not on vinyl. Oh, can I, I put know. it out on vinyl? Yeah, you can. I've always been looking for someone to put it out on vinyl. So if anyone's interested...
1: I've been thinking about reigniting
0: my label. I, I was actually... Scott, do
2: you what? want to join, join teams? <laughs> no.
0: I, Scott. I was going to ask you if there are components that you miss of, like... Since you are still heavily involved with music by helping Joey out with his a lot of his design stuff, helping out uh, No Sleep Records with design stuff, like, do you miss... Certain aspects of like the label game?
1: Yeah. I'm a big, I'm very organized as a person, and I think that the kind of scheduling and setting records up, I really like doing that, and I think I can do it a lot better now.
0: Yeah, you're older and wiser. You've <laughs> older wiser. You've, you've done it on two days turnaround time for reggaeton records? Yeah.
2: Scott, I'll draft up the contracts to get you a subsidiary for 6131. Okay, you're
0: welcome. That'd be a good imprint. Okay. It's, it would especially make sense sonically. Oh yeah.
1: No, but if I had like a bunch of disposable money, I don't even know what it would cost. I'd love I'd love to do like a local band's record every two months mm-hmm. and just write it off as a loss.
0: Yeah, just just as the fun aspect of like yeah. getting it all set up and yeah. out. And
1: like do it for a year and see if there was any like momentum. Sure.
0: Maybe maybe twenty twelve will be my year. It could be, dude. You're working really hard, freelancing your butt off.
1: Yeah, anyone needs programming work
0: iPhone apps. Email
1: me. Facebook apps. At
0: scottarnold.org. Yes. I'll get back to you quickly. R- rapidly.
1: Look, I just got an email. I wonder if that's someone.
0: Uh, uh, well, fortunately, we're not live casting <sighs> this. Uh, um, I guess something to... Uh, Wait. Ra- I was going to r- wrap things up. but I'm not done. Okay, what is it?
1: Ray, you... the Your professional career outside yes. of... Blockbuster. Started in the music industry. Yes. You're now almost an outsider to the. Not an outsider. You know what
0: I mean. Yeah. I mean, I I work around the industry as opposed to in it.
1: Do you miss the the industry? No. No.
0: I mean, because I'm still involved with it as far as like caring about stuff. Uh You know, I pay attention to it still. Like, do I get the most you know am i on the first line of information for knowing like the latest tours no i'm on like the second or third which doesn't even bother me <laughs> yeah um it's like i'm still talking to managers about that type of stuff but i'm just not the one like setting up those like you know putting the things originally in motion yeah and i don't miss that there's obviously there's a lot of baggage with running a label i mean and i since i never obviously like ran a label like you guys i just did the label work Yeah, that was obviously it wasn't rewarding from that sense where it's, I wasn't seeing any, you know, financial gain from how well our records did. So right. it's like, you know, if a band I signed to century media, you know, blew up and sold, you know, a hundred thousand records, I wasn't seeing anything off of that. So no. it wasn't, no, and our guys get a point or two. Some labels that was more, what did they do? That six on Yeah. Yeah. And our department gets, a point. yeah, I know. They get a they get a kickback. Yeah, yeah they get, get an extra point. <laughs> Joey keeps more, um,
1: <laughs> more the pressing. They get thirteen <laughs> percent. Yeah,
0: Joey gets more free records. Um, so yeah, no, I simple answers. No, I don't. I don't really miss it because I'm still involved. If it was like all of a sudden I switched to a job that was like the only participation I had with music was, like, interacting with news sites, Yeah. then then I probably would miss it. Because I just don't see my life going any other way besides working with music.
1: Is there any business record label or not you would take a chance and kind of take ownership of and start your own thing? I know you're very risk-averse, right? You like the you like working for someone else and having a consistent
0: page. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if so, if I, if do you
1: ever see yourself stepping out from that and doing your own thing?
0: No, I don't really, I just, it's one of those things where it's like, as much as I enjoy the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, I can never say that word, right? Entrepreneurial. Thank you. Uh, as much as I enjoy that spirit, I definitely like the collaborative nature in work. Like mm-hmm. I don't like to be just by myself doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, like, kind of starting something on my own just doesn't, I don't know, just doesn't sound that appealing. I mean, starting something on our own, like this podcast, like, that's exciting because I'm doing it with, you know, two of my closest friends. You know, helping <laughs> – I know it's okay, Scott. I made you cry before you cried. Is this, can, cried. Say, is this is Scott
2: actually going to cry?
0: <laughs> but I I have no desire to be like, yes, I'm going to do this on my own and find bands. And it's just, I don't know, doesn't sound that appealing. Okay. I mean, if someone, like you said, if someone – had yeah, disposable income, then yeah, so be it. I, you know, I'd probably be. I have the knowledge you don't, you you do. don't have that anymore. No, I don't. You're a child, just it goes in diapers and formula. That would kill me. Yeah, no, it you doesn't to get to keep it. That's okay. Diapers aren't that expensive, but uh, yeah, no, just let them run free. Yeah, yeah if put he's them in the backyard poops on the floor.
1: <laughs> Kate Ray pooped on the floor again.
0: <laughs> Why don't you guys put diapers on your kid? It's too expensive. This makes sense. No. We're anti-plastic. Uh, that's true. Well, I use cloth diapers, so. Oh, yeah. Do you um, wash them? We don't wash them. A the diaper service does. Yeah, I know. Fancy. It's actually pretty what, economical. What is
1: the biggest positive surprise and the biggest negative surprise <laughs> from having this child, this being in your life?
0: Um, <clears throat> the negative, it, honestly, the negative is just not being, I, I I wish that I had the ability to just be like, Just hang out, you know, like be financially independent where it's like I didn't have to worry about working a full time job to (laughs) working a full time job or Do you wanna
1: work? Wanna get a paycheck?
0: Yeah. Well yeah, it's like where I was just wealthy where it's like all I really did was stuff I was interested in. Yeah. And just hang out with him. That's the only drawback. It's like I feel pulled away from him when I'm doing shit that, you know I mean of course I enjoy work, but you know. I'd rather would just be like, you know, playing with him and stuff like that and just spending time with him. Interesting. Yeah. And it really is weird because it's like, you know, obviously it's like, he's doing nothing. He's only five months old. He's like, he only like the past month he's been like interacting with you as far as like you walk into a room and he sees you, but you, you just feel this in like this connection where it's just like, you know, I just want to be there with you like present. Yeah. Um, And like, maybe, maybe it has to do with the fact that, you know, it's like my parents were divorced to like four. And so my dad, I mean, I had a father figure, but it wasn't like the most strongest thing in the world. Yeah, He kind of let my mom, my stepfather let my mom kind of raise me. Yeah, So there could be some of that Mm -hmm. playing into it, but um, yeah, so that's a negative. Um, Positive is just, like I said, just watching him like understand the world and like, find his hands, find his feet. There's just like shit. You're like, what the f- like how the fuck did has he, he found
2: anything else yet?
0: Uh, he's doesn't, he's not interested in his wiener at all, <laughs> which it it is, I don't give it time. A <laughs> couple more days. Yeah. The, the moment that I, yeah, because they obviously they don't cover that shit in baby books. They don't, that they don't, they don't say like, here's the discovery of the penis chapter. I think there's a lot yeah. of a, uh, different schools of thought regarding that. Oh, Oh yeah. Well, people, yeah. Let them play with it.
1: Well, have a good time, Well,
0: I've told I've told you in many some third world countries in order to uh, stop babies from crying, that they, they sometimes masturbate a child. Blech. I know that's disgusting.
1: Whoa, never heard that. And one.
0: I have no idea like what the ages. Like,
1: you, you're going to put that into action? No,
0: <laughs> but yeah, That's cool, man.
1: Yeah, do what you got to do. Shut them up.
0: I know. Um, <laughs> oh. ugh. Ugh. Uh, in conclusion. On that note. I know, on on the baby masturbatory note. Ugh. I know, I'm sorry. Um since we're at our twentieth episode, let's uh I'm just trying to think.
1: Where do you want where do you want to be in twenty more episodes? Yeah. Sitting at this table. I imagine I'll be around this table.
0: Or at Ray's house. Or at Ray's house. Or sitting on the couch upstairs. It's
1: probably a year and, and a half in. away.
0: Probably because we put out an episode every, you know, once every two weeks, roughly.
1: I think the monarchy music music empire will reignite.
2: Okay.
0: Under the umbrella, the six one
2: three one umbrella. Okay. And I will be driving a Bentley because of Scott's musical genius that's that good. he'll,
1: he'll find. Um, hopefully, don't to work as much.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's see, where, where will I be? So that's how we time-wise two and a half year old. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit, that's crazy.
1: No, two and a quarter. Two and a
0: quarter. Yeah. I don't know I don't know what he'll be doing then, but he'll be reacting more. He'll be he'll probably be talking by then. Maybe he'll be a future guest. Cool. I don't know. Joey's probably gonna
1: have more tattoos, more blu-rays.
0: He doesn't have tattoos, remember. My mom doesn't listen to this. Oh okay. <laughs> that, that's insane to me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so where, where do you where do you want to be in twenty more episodes, Joey? I don't care. Jo- <laughs> Joey has no opinion. I'm very complacent. <laughs> Well, uh, hopefully you've got to know us a little better. If you have any questions, you can tweet at us. Scott is at Scott Arnold. Joey is at Joey Cahill. With a C. Yes, C. And then I am at X Purpose X. And, yeah, thanks for listening. Peace.